0: Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. And we are live. All right, welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today with us, special guest, we got Luke. He is with Let's Talk Cannabis, uh, as well as being a podcast host. You're also a consultant, some other things. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved.
1: Yeah, so thanks for having me on, by the way. No, yeah. I appreciate it a lot. Um, yeah, so I started out in medical, in high school, um, and then, you know, been involved with cannabis for uh, quite some time, and then, you know, went to college for a little bit, uh, dropped out, because I hate the modern education system. Um, no, but uh, get, ended up finding an opportunity in the uh, recreational cannabis industry, uh, started out in marketing and branding. Um, and then started to expand into like media production, education, consulting, uh, a lot of different things, everything except the growing side. I'm a, I'm not, I'm not well-versed at all uh, when it comes to the cultivation side, but yeah, a whole lot of different things though.
0: So you've got a podcast channel, right? You want to kind of get into that right now and like what happened?
1: Yeah. So yeah, we were just talking briefly before uh, we, we went on, but, um, yeah, so, uh, got my first, uh, community guidelines strike you can get like a copyright strike or you can get it's a strike really um so you get a warning and then a strike and then you second and then a third and then third everything is terminated which is terrifying because i've literally put so much time into it this year like i've i've literally have like 680 videos and like those could all go bye-bye uh i mean obviously i have those backed up but yeah so um and then i just found out news too that um last night that Cannabis Legalization News, the YouTube channel, they got the same thing happened to them. So now we both, both of our channels can't, uh, we can't access them for a week. I peeled it. Um, I And then I'll go, I'll go into what, what they were saying uh, broke the community guidelines here in a sec, but um, I'm appealing it. Hopefully I hear back today, but it really doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so the first warning I got about four or five days ago It was for a link in a specific video. And it was to my website, which is lmc.news. The only thing on the website is one landing page and it has two buttons. Sign up for the email list, right? So you just enter your email and then uh, watch and watch takes you right back to YouTube, right? So I took the the link off. I was really confused. I appealed it. Didn't really do a lot of research into it initially, how to appeal, which is kind of stupid of me. Um, But that got denied. And then, on the same video I got uh, yesterday, I got home from a meeting and I saw that, you know, they said you and now have your first strike and it's from the same video. It's about, it's like, it's, it was a video covering how Texas was trying to get rid of smokable hemp. Um, and, but the second link, right. That they cited that was against the community guidelines was a link to overcast.fm, which is. I put all of my audio, I put the, all of the audio format, uh, for, um, you know, my let's talk cannabis LMC page, um, on, you know, Apple, I, I use anchor and then anchor spot, uh, distributes it to like, you know, Apple podcasts, like a bunch of different podcasting uh, network platforms. Um, and you know, I, I really don't get why overcast flagged it and it's really confusing it really makes no sense and then if you if you uh, you know if you i know you talked to miggy today um miggy from cannabis legalization news and they had their their video that got flagged um was a video talking about like uh, you know uh literally it was like social justice slash um what's it called social equity programs and it was like with these two amazing uh african-american entrepreneurs and you know it just it makes no sense at all it just seems very crazy to me and it seems very yeah i don't know it's really weird so Hmm. still figuring it out yeah it's been a little bit been definitely scary the last like day for me to be honest but
0: and so are you allowed to have three strikes and then they completely shut down your channel they just terminate it you have to restart wow so you have what one week where you can't post anything and that's one strike and so you can only have
1: two more accidents pretty much and that's why it's really really bad to even get one right that's why it's like you obviously want to avoid that but the second time right for the second strike you're going to get 90 days right and then third they just completely do it but and i'm you know i'm sure you know this too from when it comes to youtube um youtube really like requires consistency and like up like like having at least a schedule and like consistently uploading and like i upload every single day like it's i i've literally been able to, i've uploaded a video for the last like 7 6 months straight and because of this strike i can't upload so you know now my views are dropping i'm going to have to like climb all the way back up you know make up all that ground all of that momentum that i had um, and it's it's really i just don't i don't even get like you can't even talk to a human like it, it's, it, it is very frustrating. It's a very, like, and everyone that's been talking about like all of the censorship and all the stuff that's going on YouTube, I get it now. A hundred percent. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've always gotten that, but like specifically with like, you know, getting deplatformed potentially, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's scary stuff to be honest. Um,
0: I just had a, a thumbnail get um, taken down and the thumbnail was a picture of myself. So when you say it's frustrating, it, that's an understatement because you're not really sure why it got taken down because there's no explanation. All they say is you failed the guidelines, but there's no specific, specific <laughs> they're not specific about it. Yeah. And so it's an issue because how do you move forward when you don't know what you did wrong? And now all of a sudden you're you're super cautious about it and that's going to probably affect you one way or another. Um, it's just weird. Like all of a sudden, a lot of people are getting nailed for one thing or another, but there's really no understanding of why. And so hopefully there'll be another platform that's just sort of open. (laughs) That's, I mean, YouTube was like that a while ago. They had growers and stuff in 2011, they weren't getting shut down. So once the proliferation of cannabis came, that's when they started kind of really cracking down on it is when it became a platform, the go-to. And even Vimeo, Vimeo canceled me because they said I was commercial. They basically extorted me and said, "Hey, it looks like you got a commercial account. You should pay us, or we're going to delete you." And I had several hundred videos up because I wanted an alternative to YouTube if that got taken down. So now I'm using obscure platforms like BitChute, DTube, WeedTube, whatever, because you need multiple
1: platforms in this very situation. Absolutely, I've I have been thinking about that the last the whole the, all, you know since yesterday since I got this first this, this strike. I mean, I've always known, you know, you want to, uh, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Diversify, right? You know, your investment when it comes into like time distributing the content. But, you know, it. I personally at this point, I mean, it's not at this point, but in the future, I am, You, I, I think we all, I mean, first of all, too, I would be a little careful because I think they're connecting our whole little group and we're all kind of, you know, network together. So I'm a little bit, you know, worried. Potential. I don't know. I have no idea. But if it's weird that cln um cannabis legalization news and me at the same time very like they did it three days ago they got it um and so i don't know but i think i mean i want to just get my own servers and mm. have absolutely no one and it just it just shows us that like today these social media platforms you know these internet titans th- there's no regulation on. like th- i mean there is regulation there's like the bare minimum regulation enough to make it you know they'll do whatever the government says obviously but there's no antitrust coming in the in in, down the pipeline not to say that like i'm a big antitrust you know breaking up but like google right google literally you know i heard peter thiel talk about this like a couple years ago google google is a utility at this point they don't they don't innovate anything they don't like like what do they innovate like and that's the whole thing like basis to make you utility is you don't innovate and you're just it's a common you know like necessity right um, and I, th- I mean, not to say like all companies be like that, but like, it's just, it's just going to get worse and worse, this problem. And it's not just for cannabis, uh, uh, you know, folks, but it's, it's for a lot of different, you know, people. And it's, yeah.
0: I think with the consolidation that's about to occur, the capitulation or forced consolidation, look at AMC theaters are shutting down. And also, um, another theater that's in the U S and the UK shutting down that kind of consolidation or, or eventual consolidation. Um, forced capitulation is gonna happen in this industry too. Look at Twitter, look at Instagram, Instagram's owned by Facebook, and then you try to go to Twitter, but nope, they, and that was the whole point of Twitter, was for countries to be able to uh, get information out as fast as possible about what's happening, and when you suppress that in areas of Iran or Syria or the US or whatever, what's the point of your platform at this point? You've lost all relevancy, so I don't know where people are going to go, it's probably gonna get more and more obscure, um, but there needs to be a, a, a more there needs to be more freedom of, of speech
1: <laughs> it yeah and it's this 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 it's honestly this messed up time where there's 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 just these two sides right mm-hmm. there's freedom of speech right and then there's you know you know being politically correct or being you know uh you know i i'm i'm not trying to get super political here but i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty far left leaning but like you know i i do think that like there are pressures from society that it can be you know like canceling people and stuff when it's just all all these different things um yeah and i just lost my train of thought right there bam um give me a give me a jump starter right here
0: well, we, we're going to be talking about uh, cannabis. Um, what are some of the, the topics that you wanted to talk about but can't talk about this week because you're shut down? Um, eventually, we're going to get into a couple of topics about uh, this pandemic that's happening, avoiding the C word, uh, but talking about um, one, what people are feeling in general, and two, what products are going to. so there's a Brightfield report I want to go to about pandemic shopping, and then we'll go into this other report about the physiological and mental physical and mental effects that people are, are having, which is basically the cause um, and creating kind of a, a gateway, if you will uh, this this pandemic is uh, um, creating more CBD opportunities and therefore more um, more cannabis opportunities down the road. So what is it that you were gonna be talking about this week?
1: Yes, 100%. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, So I I was, a couple of my viewers, they've been bringing up to me about, you know, be careful about, and I thought this would be really interesting to discuss with you specifically, um, is some people are a little, little bit worried in the future. Like we were just talking about consolidation about these American MSO's, right. They're doing great right now. Um, some, a lot of them, not, not all of them, but they're doing better than Canada, at least in terms of on average, but these American MSO's potentially consolidating too quickly and then potentially getting broken up. Um, I thought that that was a fascinating idea. Like they can't consolidate too quickly. Like we've heard about some acquisitions, right? With like True uh, TrueLeave and uh, Green Thumb Industries coming together, um, and I just thought that's fascinating because it's. It, 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 I think full legalization is is not necessarily like right away, like right now. If we were to do full legalization, I think that would be pretty terrible for small business owners. Uh, I'm a very you know I'm pro small business for sure, but it's this kind of game of them tiptoeing around full consolidation like they have these deals set up in the future but they're you know they're not they're they're gonna you know walk walk the line you know carefully uh, on that potentially um and i thought that was a, that was a fascinating topic um another there's, there's
0: another- some ballots on on the uh on november right so i think new jersey is on there and new mexico might go um recreational um and so those those are some pretty good opportunities, but I think it's funny that the majority of them wanna do it because of budget deficits, not to like save the children or whatever. It's no,
1: yeah, not it's for health,
0: money. it's for money. Oh yeah, always
1: about money, always about money. It's, you know, when in doubt, I mean, there could be a good reason that it helps, but it's 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 about the dollars. I mean, Pennsylvania, you know, they've got a $3.4 billion deficit or something and, and putting in legalization, think would take like 500 million right away um off that off that deficit yearly uh or so that estimates um and now you see the governor and the lieutenant governor um you know governor wolf and then lieutenant governor john fetterman i want to say but they're literally like uh, every single week they're doing at least two different like you know uh speeches about how we need to legalize cannabis so they're going really hard there um yeah and so new jersey um, that's a huge one. I, I think another topic I definitely wanted to bring up too, uh, that an, one of my viewers brought up to me too, is, is how valuable the, uh, mid Atlantic region is those States, uh, like Pennsylvania, um, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, um, you know, like 40, it's like 42 million uh, like potential buyers with some of the highest, um, uh, average, uh, something like, I think 46 out of the hundred highest median, uh, income earner earners in terms of counties are in that region. So a lot of money, a lot of people. Um, and you know, I, I think that's super fascinating too. And we're starting to see, you know, truly go into Pennsylvania and other places. It's an interesting
0: market, Pennsylvania. I get a lot of calls for hemp pre-rolls so people are looking for commercial automated pre-roll machines and i've been tracking that market for half a decade or more and so with the now half dozen machines that are available for anywhere from 85,000 to 400,000 people are looking for them in pennsylvania out of nowhere uh, like amish country is is kind of my thought of of pennsylvania but maybe it's going to be a a production hub for hemp or you know the pre-roll market, or maybe they'll come out of nowhere with medical. But I, I'm definitely getting a lot of calls, and it's um, it was it was interesting.
1: Yeah, Pennsylvania, I think is I think we, I didn't really realize how I guess well. First of all, Pennsylvania is incredibly important for the presidential election, obviously. Uh, but like, pretty big population. I think it's like 18 million people. Um, or or my no 12 million. Um 12 million people, I think around there. And then but the medical industry there, and I have some friends that I that are that are there. Uh medical industry is crazy, crazy, crazy uh popular there. Um I have a lot of Pennsylvania folk that uh, you know have, have tapped in with me because they've seen a few different Pennsylvania videos that I've done. Um yeah, I think that's fascinating too. I also think like for like out of all, like like what do you think the most important and, and not to say like you know there is honestly from terms of like so like out of all the five states they're supposed to potentially be legalizing in november um like what's the most important do you think in terms of like overall fact i like i i think new jersey remind oh, me uh, do you know what the other three are so new jersey and new yeah, Jackson, new jersey Florida. montana south dakota is going to do both at the same time only only state to ever do that recreational and uh and medical at the same time mm-hmm. um Then we also have, what else do we have? We have, there's a couple other. Missouri for medical, um, Arizona for recreational. Uh, They have medical there for recreational. Um, What else is there? Montana, I think I already said that. Um, I know I'm missing one. Then I said, I said New Jersey. Yeah, there's, there's one I'm missing for sure, but.
0: I'm, I'm going to, I'll answer your question, but I'll, I'll answer it in a different way first and say that maybe the most important state uh, or most important uh, area is DC. And it's for kind of the same reasons that it's important to have cannabis cafes. It's a, a window into the soul of the community to have a cafe. To normalize it means to showcase how people can handle it. And when you don't allow it, when you say go drink on the streets, you get this Mardi Gras effect, you know, if you put people in a bar, oh, then it's civilized. And so to have kind of that normalization occur, you need a cafe. And the same thing goes with federal legalization and acceptance. You need it in their face. If D.C. doesn't have rec shops, what's the point? So, yeah, they've had... Um, I think a regulated marketplace for several years, but nowhere to buy it. So it's very much like Amsterdam where it's just, it just shows up into the shop magically. And, you know, you're not allowed to cultivate and sell it to the shop, but the shop can sell it to the consumers. So you need a little bit of magic in between in order to make that happen. And, you know, we we need some magic for dc to see that this is a commodity and that it isn't um, a thing where after you smoke cannabis you're going to shove a trombone in in someone's ass and play it Um, those are memes those are crazy um, uh, really old school philosophies of of cannabis being a super aggressive drug Um, and once dc understands that it is a commodity and that it is all about money they will start to allow that recreation to occur. And when that happens and all of these delegates from the UN and everywhere else can see it, boom. And I think the World Health Organization, when they release their um, recommendation to reschedule and regulate cannabis worldwide, they're gonna release that in December of this year, gonna change everything. So the closest thing we have to that, I guess, is New Jersey. It's a big market. So I'm I'm just kind of expecting some FOMO from New York to say, oh damn, look now now that we have this head tax and we're forcing all these New Yorkers out, and and Manhattan is an absolute ghost town anyway. New Yorkers already have FOMO from New Jersey, probably for the first time ever. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that's what it's going to take.
1: That that is actually a, that is a brilliant answer. <laughs> I, I, because you said the whole thing about New Jersey that I was gonna say, but the f- the first part about DC, I have not heard that. That is brilliant. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's a great point. Uh, absolutely. That is an outside the box. yeah, no, i've I have not heard that at all. I've not if, heard that If you that, couple that
0: mm-hmm. if you couple that with the idea that DC has the most uh, medication sent for Alzheimer's, Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a new wave with CBD, maybe I, I and, and it's not going to overtake Alzheimer's like the damage is done. I'm just saying that, um, there's opportunities for, uh, what is it? Patent number 6630507 as a neural protectant that helps with Alzheimer's, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe if they pull their head out of their political ass, they'll be able to see that this is a, an actual medication and not just uh, a psychoactive, uh, alternative to alcohol, that there are cannabinoids out there that will help them um, speak more clearly. I'm talking to you, Biden. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I'm not political. Uh, I don't believe in a two-party system. I think that lobbyists are the only ones who win and that um, essentially doing the same thing over and over again is insane. So uh, I'm not saying not to vote. I'm just saying that if you're not a delegate, your vote literally doesn't count. Argue me in the comments. I want to know.
1: <laughs> please, please, please. You're speaking. You're speaking.
0: Like I, yeah. I mean, you know, tell Bernie Sanders that his vote counts because when every single 50 counties of his home state voted for him, and yet every single delegate voted for Hillary Clinton, you're going to tell me that your vote counted? It doesn't. The delegates didn't even have a say in it. The DNC told the delegates how to vote, and when Washington State had a delegate vote for uh, Trump holy cow they they uh threatened him with jail time and legal and everything else i don't think he went to jail he voted how he wanted to but you think you're going to do that over in vermont or whatever closer to dc
1: Mm -mm. nope no absolutely absolutely and and you know the you know they changed the rules a little bit but like yeah it's a two-party system i hate them both uh for literally i mean in my like this is like walking through kind of something that i've been thinking about um and i know i've definitely got a lot of shit for this even though i still don't really get why is you know this is a we're in washington state right it's a winner take all state right i know biden's gonna win it so why not me just vote third party allow my one you know my small number my one you know number my one vote add to the pool of third party and let that start to grow because in the future you know the more pull in third party right in whatever third party it is the more that the mainstream is going to have to pay attention, right? The more that they're going to have to now, you know, that some people disagree with that, but it's like, you know, if I, my vote literally does not matter what coming from a, a, you know, like a registered Democrat, right? Especially
0: in Washington state, like the West Coast, or at least the Northwest, it's already decided for, for the most part. Um, They don't need the delegates. Um, They never need your vote or my vote, but they really don't need the delegates at that point. And and I'll disagree with you about the two-party system. It is a one-party system owned by lobbyists. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I
1: agree with the one-party system,
0: 100%. They're the only ones who win out of this whole thing over and over and over again. And it doesn't matter because you don't have the money to compete
1: absolutely no i mean so
0: i haven't voted since i wanted hope and change and i realized that my vote went towards nothing as soon as obama got his nobel peace prize before he even got the president that was a red flag to me like what the hell and then he dumped more bombs than anybody else before him and then Citibank
1: uh wrote his uh 80 uh, 80
0: percent of his cabinet was written by one dude from
1: Citibank. it's disgusting i i have i have two posters of obama i was you know i was i think i was how old was I when he was in 2008, when I was like 13 or something and like 14. And I loved Obama. And then, you know, I get older, the older I get, the more educated I get, you realize regardless every single president since, I mean, it goes back to, you know, I mean, it really goes back to like Eisenhower with like the military industrial complex. I mean, it's it's Wall Street and intelligence services then they have their lobbyists, and they control both sides, like you're saying. Um, and the money, the money inflowing, uh, flowing into, the, uh, into the capital is just tearing us apart.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think after this election, it's it's going to matter. Um, the people got six dollars a day, and the banks got trillions. And because, so you, biggest biggest
1: transfer of wealth. Yep.
0: When you print trillions of dollars and you give us six dollars a day, like we're we're a a, a a dog in in an alleyway, you know, and and we're some kind of charity or something. It's um, it's obvious they don't care. It's blatantly yeah. obvious, um, and it really doesn't matter what puppet you put in place. Um, I don't think it's going to change until we make it change. So I haven't voted since the first um, tr- uh, <laughs> since the first Obama uh, election. I won't be voting this time because I'm not a delegate, and I'm boycotting. Uh, if we do the same thing over and over again, and you vote over and over expecting a different result, that's insanity. Until we boycott the entire system and say it's it's over. I want it to change. We all have to stop voting because a, you're not a delegate and your vote doesn't matter. And B they don't give a shit about you. So let's boycott and say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to play your game by voting. You're telling them, yeah, yeah. Keep on doing your thing. Uh, Keep on taking those trillions and trillions. The Pentagon is up to $22 trillion missing. And people are saying, Oh, Trump not paying his taxes is, is not patriotic. Do you know what America was built on? It wasn't built on paying taxes. And guess what? We don't need to pay federal taxes. The state can pave all the roads they want with the money that we pay the state. The feds lose our money to the tune of $22 trillion for one department. You don't need my tax money. It's not patriotic. It's not what this country was built on. And I'm going to boycott by not voting until the government figures it out that we don't give a shit about them anymore
1: well said well said i mean it's that and and then you know i start to, you know you're starting to hear some you know billionaires start to talk about you know we need to figure out this massive inequality because the the, the guillotines are coming in a you know a couple decades like they will i mean this is they've, a are, they've already come they, they already have yeah.
0: yeah yeah didn't they roll them up in canada or was that no was that portland it was outside of jeff Bezos'
1: house <laughs> they made a small little one in dc it was so this happened like three weeks ago and i and 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 you know these, these, the ruling class, the donor class, the, the two, the one to 2% that pretty much the only, like, they're the only class that, you know, the politicians listen to, even though they should be listening to us, you know, the, these people are, first of all, they're in a bubble. They, they don't know what, you know, being a regular person is. They're megalomaniacs. You know, the, there are a couple, few good ones out there, but, but like, you know, once you're so, once you're, I think you can go into a system and, and, you know, enough years can wear you down and transform you into, you know, it's the same thing you see with like, I guarantee you, Barack Obama went into, into the, uh, you know, his his first term being like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do all the donor stuff, the first, you know, term, and I'm going to do this, but second term, I'm going to make that change. Okay. You get to the second term. It's just, he's so worn out. He's just been, you get chewed up by DC and spit Mm -hmm. out and you're a whole different person. You're a neoliberal corporatist and it's disgusting. And it's, it is, Obama, honestly, people love Obama and I get it. And and I'm, and I'm, it's just, if you really look at his policies, I mean, like, who do you think, okay, like Trump threw kids in cages. Who made the cages? Obama did. Right. Who, like, like, and I'm not, and I'm not here trying to like, you know, defend Trump here. Like, it's just like, you know, you are, I mean, we, we both obviously know this. Like, this is a, this is a one party system that has the illusion of choice between two. Uh, And, and, you know, since, I mean, you know, hillary was supposed to be in obama's spot but like since if you think about since reagan it's been reagan right uh and then i guess we went went carter right oh shit. no uh, reagan no. Was,
0: uh, no it was it was reagan and then he did eight years and then bush who was his yeah, yeah vice. so so
1: yeah, yeah exactly. so so reagan right and then reagan starting all of that you know that that Intelligence crap that you know, and by the way,
0: Reagan only got the presidency because the US government made a deal with Iran to withhold hostages so that Carter couldn't get reelected. And then when Reagan got reelected, they gave him the uh, hostages right away. So that was political theater and that was actually treasonous to what they did.
1: No, absolutely. And 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 the stuff that though, like, because Reagan and then his CIA head, right? That's Bush, right? Right. And Bush ran all of the Iran Contra, right? And then who, where was all the where was all that uh, uh that that nose powder going into the states w- what state was that oh it was going into Arkansas who was the governor of Arkansas mm-hmm. Bill Clinton right and how was it that we have a son or uh, a, a father HW Bush and then you know go to Bill Clinton then go to George w and it was supposed to be Hillary on the other side of that mm-hmm. and because Barack Obama was such a good like like you know, you start that took a lot to like, happen, right? JFK, all, yeah.
0: JFK yeah. had to get murdered first, and so as JFK met with Hillary Clinton, and that very evening his plane exploded. uh JFK Jr. told Hillary, there's there's no room for two of us, and I'm running, and you're not going to win." His plane exploded. All of a sudden, Ted, got this Ted is this Ted
1: or who? Not Ted. Um, the junior, the, the son,
0: John F. Kennedy French. Jr.
1: Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, John F. Kennedy Jr
0: met with Hillary Clinton in 99 and his plane exploded that very night um and he told her that he was going to be running and guess what she won the senate and, and the they rest have the intelligence
1: history. community behind them because they have all of the like the whole thing with Epstein coming up i mean this what it really did for me is open my eyes uh to the whole intelligence blackmailing like uh, uh oper- operations right and it's not like blackmailing like for them for example like because I mean, it's been almost nearly proven that, uh, you know, Clint, Bill Clinton was, first of all, really close to the CIA when he was the governor of Arkansas, but also that he was in on the uh, smuggling. Like, he had a huge blow problem. His brother went to jail for a blow. Um, and... Real quick, that movie, um, was it made in America? American made. And that American. is the book that taught me all of this actually. That is actually, I literally love that book. And so that
0: scene where Tom Cruise is is in handcuffs and he's surrounded by like 15 cops. And he's like, you guys should just let me out right now. Uh, I'll, I'll split the money with you if you let I mean, me out right are, now. Yeah, or something and, like that. and they all laughed like, you're not getting out of here. He's like, I'm walking out of here. The call that was made was to Bill Clinton and bill clinton is the one who let him f- leave because he was the one orchestrating all of it um, the clinton body count is deep runs really really deep yeah. the two kids yeah. who saw the whole thing with the mina airfield and they were put on on they were bound and put on uh, uh the, train the train tracks and they ran they over were, but they were they already asleep killed. Their, their skulls were already crushed in before they were ran over by and then it's just now it's a conspiracy theory now we're just crazy talking about
1: this. no we're not even though at this point like it's funny like i mean yeah like it sounds like that but like honestly there has been like yeah it, it, if anybody watching this like go go read the book american made the book uh, That's great it's great book this specifically but it talks about all of these things that are coming up right now like these you know these pedophile rings these 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 uh, blackmailing rings i mean so the thing with the clintons right is they knew that the clintons would do whatever for power they already had technically dirt on them right mm-hmm. so the intelligence you know the intelligence because so the clintons were going to do whatever wall street says and wall street's attack dogs are the intelligence service and it's all one big fucked up circle of neoliberalism and, and, and neoconservatism i mean they're both pretty much i mean they're all yeah they're all in one party though i literally we're you're speaking you're speaking absolutely truth to me right now 100 percent. i love that and i think arkansas is
0: one of those states that's going to go medical this year i think they're on the they
1: doctor. are medical i think they are medical they are um yes i believe so because i've yeah because there are some there's an activist talking to me there that like they're having some trouble with some of the black market people there mm. because they're trying to you know normalize they're trying to you know normalize it clean it up a little bit in different ways and they're pushing back and so they were i I think i might be wrong though um it's an interesting region from tennessee arkansas
0: louisiana that whole kind of like middle part um is interesting down to the gulf coast Um, ozarks
1: right is that like the kind of ozarks area or no
0: yeah i think that's going to be kind of an interesting little area right down in there with uh, inexpensive labor decent growing but who knows what happens with uh all of the hurricanes or whatever the hell oh yeah that
1: would yeah and and you know Leave, um Leave and a couple other companies but mainly truly I'm aware of they've been lobbying in Alabama Georgia's been heavily lobbied by multiple different companies but I know Leave is starting to target that southern region and then they're moving into you know the, the um, what's it called the mid-Atlantic region um, but I, I I think that you know I think GTI will probably merge with them in the future they just don't want it do it too early i think because it makes sense i mean because gti needs florida that's where true leave is um but no i think you're right with the inexpensive you know labor all that i think texas oh texas is going to be
0: did you see that um weed and afria might merge i saw some rumor about that i'm not really sure that it meets um canopy growths um investment criteria because they're kind of getting away from flour and that's all that afria does um, but i think both of them are coming in with beverages predominantly in, in maybe colorado um, trying to kind of stir up the game with that so it'll be kind of interesting once they do come in with the billions of dollars that they're writing off aurora just wrote off three billion dollars like just wasted investment money they're like we don't need your money it's it's, it's gone to waste um, the CEO spent that on some PR money.
1: <laughs> Wait, so they turned down three, they turned down 3 billion.
0: They had 3 billion and they had to write it off because their investments were worthless. Good. I mean, that's, and, yeah. and that's after they've already written off a billion dollars, at least one other time. I mean, most like, of so when you get $1 billion, you're a unicorn. That's what investors drool over. And you just wrote off three unicorns like they were nothing. <laughs>
1: it's the, I think they got the, they got the, you know, there's the resource curse and there's the investment curse. I mean, I think they got injected with way too much capital early on. And then they built their infrastructure from inefficiency because they have the ability to waste. I think that they weren't ready for that capital. And that's why we see, I mean, almost all of the, like, I, like, you know, I, to be honest, I do, I do bash some of these Canadian, I mean, I do. And I don't, like I'm just saying it straight up. Like I like a uh, they're on the right direction. Canopy, you know, they're kind of, they're a little too big to fail almost, but they're doing, they're doing well. They're moving the right direction. Tilray though. We talked about Tilray when we, when we first talked a while ago, you know, all those companies. Uh, I like, you know, just the whole idea. And this is something that when I started to like do videos on investing, this is kind of the main topic that I really attacked initially was this whole idea of like, like cool, like people, people would like, you know, get so happy and cheer about, you know, getting like a, $10 $10 billion investment, let's say, but that's an investment. That's not profit. Like, 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 and we're so like caught up in these, in these evaluations that are just like crazy. And it's like, show me some old school profit, mm-hmm. uh, because long-term that's what I want to see, unless you have a massive amount of, uh, uh, you know, cash flow and, and, and good high revenue and, and you're reinvesting and, and, uh, you know, for example, like one company I really like in Canada is I like a company called Delta nine. Because they're—I uh, don't know if you've heard of them—but they're they're like a medium, upper medium-sized cannabis company, I think. But they've got like five, six different revenue streams, all different areas. They're profitable. They've been consistently profitable. Um, you know, this—you this, know—you don't want to burn out too quickly, right? The, the, I'm not saying essentially the tortoise and the hare, but steady growth. That you know, I, I think like a company like Delta Nine because they have built their infrastructure their 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 initial you know uh, their initial business off of efficiency and you know trying to actually make profit not taking in exorbitant amounts of investment um, that's that's what builds a good company not a company that gets you know uh, 100 you know 100 million dollars to to waste i mean the whole saying is like you know you, people are going to waste if they can Absolutely.
0: My favorite company up there is uh, Alliance Growers. AGC is the ticker symbol, but I'm also on the board of directors. So I'm going to be a little bit biased. <laughs>
1: I've, I've, okay. I don't, I don't know if I've heard of them. I think I have, but
0: they're really small. Yeah. They're about to blow up though. Cause they they're working with uh, our group as of recently called taboo. So we kind of, we're taking over cause um, they're not able to handle it right now. So be on the lookout for AGC on the up uh, on the on the come up.
1: Yeah, if I can absolutely. say that as a board of director member, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Conflict of interest? No, no, one hundred percent. That's what, so. How I didn't I did not know that. So how is it? How has it been? Like you know, I haven't really talked to. I mean, I've talked to a couple. You know, I talked to Canadian folks, but being on the board of directors of, 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 a, of a canvas company up in Canada, how you know, what have you seen? Like in terms of like your frustrations and things that you like or.
0: Uh, You know, the slow rollout of the 2.0 products uh, was to be expected. Um, Some of the interference with Vancouver, B.C. has been interesting. I will say that my conspiracy theory will just say, um, to ward off the lawyers, is um, the Hells Angels, have a massive lockdown. So I went to college up in Bellingham. You did too. We both went to Western Washington University at different times. And I could tell you, and maybe you can confirm the BC bud and the Alaskan weed that comes through the um, peace arch.
1: Hey, hey, uh, Josh, really quick. Me, yeah. He actually just texted me and he said that I'm not popping up. It's just you. It's, um, so oh. I, yeah. So I think sorry yeah he just texted me that um thanks Maggie miggy my guy <laughs> was, I, I did this with tom and i was this is like it's 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 one step down from just not recording like we were talking about yep. uh, so i think what we, what we could do is
0: move on to segment two mm-hmm. uh, at this point and we can maybe try and uh figure out this stream so that we can get your pretty face on there instead of just my mug with that we're gonna roll this one up i'm josh Kincaid. this is the talking hedge don't forget to like share and subscribe or don't and i'm out